Last week was exhortational and uh, like an anointing to deliver was in the room. So there was a, a different thing. This one I feel like is a heart-to-heart kind of a talk. Everybody say these words, fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. We're going to talk about this. We're going to get uh, develop it along the way. But I felt uh, a quickening in my spirit from the Lord to exhort you and to, to basically fight the good fight of faith. And uh, we'll talk about what that means. Receive this. Just receive this. Your heart is valuable and cherished by Father God. He loves you with an everlasting love. And has called you into, with, with, into His heavenly calling of knowing Jesus, His Son. To know His heart. God wants you and I to know His heart, to hear His voice. That you would grow into a loving and intimate relationship with Him. Which results in this sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Isn't that wonderful? And the Holy Spirit's leading of your life. And you and I are called to be overcomers by His love and by His power within us. So for starters, the very way we enter into a spiritual relationship with God through Jesus begins, everybody say, with our mouths and with our hearts. Let's go ahead and read this together. Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. So um, when you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you're doing two things at least. You're now aligning your words with the eternal truth of God's Word. Confession is is basically a word that means say what God says about it. Say what He says. And then two... I love this one. You're confessing that you are no longer the Lord of your life. (laughs) But He is. How many of you have really done a not-so-good job? (laughs) Not doing a good job being Lord of your own life, right? Left up to your own devices. The next slide. When you believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you are, number one, believing that Jesus has conquered death for you. Isn't that wonderful? conquered death for you. Therefore, number two, when you physically die, you will be spiritually with Him forever. John 3, 6 says it this way, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. So, words, the things you say, and what you believe in your heart, where your Spirit and the Holy Spirit dwell are the keys to eternal life. And everybody say, and to spiritual victories. Would you say spiritual victories? How many of you would like some wins in your life on a regular basis? How many, come on, how many would like some wins? Some regular, this is what this next season of messages will be about. It's about the Lord giving you wins and you cause coming into a place where you partner with the Lord in, in ways that cause an acceleration of victories. Hallelujah. Ooh, hallelujah. Okay, so now, if you would, just close your eyes and listen as I read Romans 8, 31 through 39. 
from the New Living Translation. Just close your eyes and listen. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who will condemn us? No one. For Christ died for us and was raised to life for us and is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean that he no longer loves us? Listen to this. Does it mean that he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day and we're being slaughtered like sheep. No. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, or demons, neither fears for today or worries about tomorrow, not even powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all of creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Would you declare with me, you are destined... You are destined to win in all things. Just say that I am destined to win in all things. I am destined to win in all things. In Christ Jesus, His destined for me is to win. Now, uh, let me go ahead and I'm going to. There's a few things we're just going to. I'm going to read off of here, but let them flash as we go here. Ready? You will have wins over your flesh nature. Somebody say hallelujah that resists the will of God, you will. You will have wins over your mind that struggles to understand what God has told you. Praise the Lord. You will have wins in spite of the circumstances that stand in your way. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. You will have wins in spite of people who oppose you. Say, I will have wins in spite of people who oppose me. I will have wins over the devil himself who throws his weight against me each step of faith I take. Listen to this. Colossians 1.13 declares, he says, he has delivered us, God has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the, his beloved son in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. So here's what's going on. All of our lifetime, there is something that we're coming out of. Come on. That's not quite right. And there's something that we're being taken into that's good. We're being delivered out of a domain of things, ideologies, past stuff. How many of you, you've had the Lord saying, that's got to go. Isn't it wonderful when he does? It hurts and then it feels good. <laughs> There's a little hurt to it sometimes in there. It's a little like, this little thing is not here for, it's not really serving you very well. We're going to go ahead and take care of that. But see, this is part of the process. This is part of the journey. So he says, and it's all about this redemption through the forgiveness of sins. He wants to, forg he wants to saturate the, your in whole being. 
Paul in Philippians 3 uh, said it this way, 13, second half of the verse and 14 says, but one thing I do, this is Paul dealing with it, one thing I do, forgetting what is, lies behind and straining forward to the, what lies behead, ahead, I press on toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now we're going to get to this idea in a minute, and this won't be a super long message, I don't believe, but we're going to get to an idea in a little bit about how to fight the good fight or what it actually means. We're going to get there. But I want to go ahead and say, if you live in your past, you will die to your future. You will just, your future is not going to be good because if you're not careful, your future will be just be an ongoing extension of your past. There's things that the Lord has done in your past that you want to build foundationally and step in and walk in, right? How many of you have had broken foundations? And the Lord comes to those places, so we're going to relay some stuff here. We get that, like if there was divorce up the family line and there's this constant nagging about in relationships, we've got to go back and break the power of that thing. If there's any kind, I'm not just not picking on that, but any kind of thing that's passed down, fear, a generational thing of fear, it's broken up the foundation of the soul and it's just passed down, passed down the Lord says, I'm going to go in and be the restorer of the foundations. I'm going to lay something so that the next people that come along in your family line can, can live fearlessly in Christ, to walk in a way that is uplifting and blessed. So for the rest of your life, you're going to be walking with the Lord. Hallelujah. You're going to learn who He is, and you're going to learn who you are to Him. And the journey is lifelong and deeply transformational, and through every trial... Through every trial you encounter, God has a gift on the other side to increase His grace, anointing, and glory in your life, and you will not be disappointed. Hallelujah. You won't be disappointed. You will learn that God indeed works all things together for good to those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. Just say this with me. Keep digging. Keep digging for treasure when disappointments come. He will reveal them. Keep digging. Keep scratching around in the pile. Everything went wrong, but the Lord says, I got something for you. And He works it together for good. And there's something that He releases into our hearts. This is our God. Our God doesn't let something go by that's devastating and not have a redeeming work in it. He doesn't do that. He makes beauty out of absolute ashes. He does things. He does things. And it's amazing that you end up having a massive resource of who He is in your life because of what He does. Give yourself fully over to Him. Don't be disappointed when things go down the tubes. You're, you will gain, by the way, this is just someone just say you'll gain some new relationships when you're on this journey with God. And uh, the people going the same way you're going, they'll want to go along and you'll have something in common. But there will be others who, uh, how many of you found this? How many of you found this true? When you quit serving, you quit following. We're made for a life of serving in the Spirit of God, aren't we? But when you've settled in your heart, I'm going, to, I'm, going, I'm going to be where Jesus wants me to be. I'm going to become all that He wants me to be. And there's these, these, these dealings of the Holy Spirit along the way. There's, there's a growth, there's a pattern of growth that begins to happen in our lives. And so sometimes you lose relationships with those that are not taking that journey, and that's just quite all right. That's quite all right. Like Jesus, you'll have an inner circle. Jesus had an inner circle of friends. 
that he walked with, right? You need people that are going the same way you're going and will encourage you. I want to put this up. Uh, assignments will change over time. Have anybody found that? Assignments will change over time, but Jesus will be leading you and empowering you in each season. See, even though he cha- things change, he's still there, and he's not going to waste anything that you got. It's going to be, in fact, Psalm 84, 7. Read this with me. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. The Lord has intended that even though your body gets worn out, your spirit man is strong and vibrant. Have you seen those? I remember my Aunt Allie years ago. Very touching. She was a musician. Could barely move around. She was in her late, late, late years. When we visit, it's usually on a Sunday afternoon. She had a little pump pipe organ in her house where you sit down and she play. She had a guitar. And the values in that day were this. If it was, she would say, what day is it? She lost track of days at that time. Could barely move around. What day is it? It's Sunday. Oh, it's Sunday. Well, today we only play sacred songs. And next thing you know, she'd have the guitar or be at the organ, and suddenly, regardless of the flesh, the vibrancy of her spirit would release. And she would sing a hymn and play, and the anointing of God, the presence of Jesus would manifest in the house. Strong, vibrant spirit all the way to the end. Let's praise the Lord. The Lord says, I'm making deposits in your life now that you will know me and things will resonate and make life come out of you. You go from strength to strength. Second Corinthians 3.18 even says it this way, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed in the same image from, everybody say it, from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Strength to strength. I want to be stronger in the Spirit tomorrow than I am today. There are things that I can do and make priorities in my life that that strength will come forward. There are things that I do that will weaken that. Are you there? I want the glory of God more present in my life tomorrow than it was today. How about you? And he says, I intend to take you from glory to glory. But it depends on your focus. And your focus will be on Jesus. I have another whole message I'm working on about that. You will learn that God is faithful when you're faithless. There's some things you're going to learn. You're going to learn that God is long-suffering when you're impatient. You will learn that much of that, what you fretted over was simply a meaningless distraction. How many of you? You will learn that God's thoughts are lifesavers and His ways are phenomenally superb. How many are discovering some of these things about who He is? 
you will learn that the Holy Spirit within you is a non-stop fountain of wisdom, strength, insight, and fellowship. How many of, come on, how many of you are learning that the joys of being with Him? In fact, I want you to, if, if there's a little, I have a few little takeaways in here. Go ahead, your heart, read this with me. Your heart will delight more and more when you catch on to how the unique way God has created you is sheer joy to Him. You'll laugh more, you will enjoy more. Can you like take a photograph of that in your mind? Your life is going to accelerate into blessedness and peace when you discover that the way that Jesus Christ has made you is an absolute sheer joy to Him. The uniquenesses of who you are that nobody else has It's like you're a unique, crafted treasure to Him. It's the uniqueness that's different from others that makes you so precious. The thing that you might put down. He goes, don't do that. I like that part. I'm random. Everybody here knows it. The Holy Spirit told me He loves it. He says, I made you this way. I'll get, in a, I'll get in the spirit of the Lord and he'll go, okay, Mr. Random, let's go. But when I follow the Holy Spirit, he brings order. But it's like, I'm, I look like in my mind, they're probably all of the map. There's no particular sequence. But the Holy Spirit's doing stuff. He's establishing things. And I think he, once I realized that This is not a curse. This is actually a blessing. Come on. There's something I feel like the Lord will even say to you right now about your uniqueness that you might even put down. He says, no, I made you this way for sheer joy that I want to have participating with you. So you'll laugh. How many people put down something of themselves because it's different or they were told that they were different and it's like it's just stranglehold the, the, the joy of your soul. Am I on to something here? See, the Lord says, he's, he's like saying, no, 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 no. You're a work of art. You're a living poem. There are things that you get up and do and think about that he just thinks is hilarious. If you let him into your life and talk about it, are you there? You're getting there. You, <laughs> he probably pointed something out right now. <laughs> let the Holy Spirit say something to you right now about the unique way that He's gifted or gift or, or made you. It could be just a mannerism. It could be a, a kind of a style of your personality. It could be just a little trait. And the Lord says, I just love that about you. I love that about you. It might be that you like a certain flower certain art or scenes or stuff. It's just, just the Lord knows how to draw these things and you need to learn how to enjoy the beauty that He has gifted you to appreciate with Him. It's His artwork anyway. How many of you like, we were talking the other day, just want to get off on this for a minute. We were talking the other day, what do you like about the ocean? I don't really like the ocean, except I like to stand and look at it because it reminds me of the power and majesty of God. I don't want to get in it, somebody said. Others go, I can't wait to get in it. That's difference. One of them sees the power and majesty of God. The other one goes, I want to feel the sand in my toes. 
I feel close to God when I'm walking on that beach and hear the thundering of that. I feel, and so the Lord put that in heaven. He put that where there's a crystal sea because He knows that you and I appreciate and enjoy. This is God's artwork. And He makes beautiful things. Are you there? And He says, would you partner with me and make something beautiful out of the raw materials I give you? Say yes. And there's an agreement. And there's a work. Don't put down... I feel like weeping. I don't know why. I just feel like weeping. Do not put yourself down anymore. Don't do it. No, that doesn't glorify the Lord. It doesn't glorify the Lord when you put down yourself. Do you realize that Jesus never said one negative thing about Himself? And if you are becoming like Jesus, then you'll cease doing that. And you'll start speaking only positive things. Not braggadocious. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about, you know, a humble person just knows what they are. Jesus was very humble, but He also knew He was the light of the world. He also knew He was the bread of life. He also knew He was the resurrection in the life. But He's humble. He knew who He was. He's your Savior, and you love Him for that. You love Him because He didn't put Himself down. You admire Him for that. And then He took all of your put-downs upon Himself. And He went down in the grave and broke the power of the things that would stranglehold your life and came up and rose again. And He says, I'm here to give you some wins, some victories, because of my pure love for you. Let's praise the Lord. This is who He is. This is who He is to us. Can I tell you a secret? The most mature followers of Jesus live for only one reason. Isn't that something? What could that be? Well, I put it on the slide. There's one reason. There's one reason. They live to hear His whisper. They live for the voice of the Lord. The joy flows from hearing Him. The joy that flows from hearing Him is unmeasurable and you will cherish His voice. Now, how many of you want to really grow in hearing His heart and hearing His voice? How many of you like to do more and more of that, right? Yeah. Well, this is the next one. I just had to put this... Because when you know His voice... Eventually, you'll learn that every storm is not the problem when Jesus is in your boat. Let's go ahead and praise the Lord. (laughs) The storm is not the problem. That's what you'll learn. Because you'll listen for the whisper. And when you listen for the whisper, you say, wait a minute. And suddenly, peace is inside of you no matter what's going on. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. And the Lord might even say, now just speak to it. And you rebuke the wind or the spirit of the enemy that's come to create havoc and chaos and you break its power because you listen for the whisper. You know His voice. You cultivate listening to Him. I feel really happy right now. I don't know, it's just really good. You will learn that being a good steward of what God has given you means everything because He's a wonderful uh, 
rewarder of those who value him and what he's given. And um, so with all the wonderful things you will learn, let's go ahead and... uh, How many of you are enjoying this so far? So 1 Timothy 6.12 says this. Fight the good fight of faith. Let's say that together. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of eternal life to which you are called and about which you've made confession in the presence of many witnesses. Fight the good fight of faith. Put up this next slide. The word fight in the Greek is the word agonizo. Agonizo. Where do you think, what word do you think we get out of it? It's where we get the word. What? It refers to struggle, fight, and great exertion or effort. All these wonderful things that I talked about that you receive, we need to settle in that we're developing, that we're becoming, that there's something that we need to do. We need to have this stance in our hearts. It is where this is this word, the fight, the word, Greek word for fight, agonizo, is where we get the word agony. And a word often used in the New Testament to convey the ideas of agony, pain, distress, and conflict. Um, how many of you have ever done some kind of a sport or lifted weights or done anything like that, right? In the, so you hurt when you first start, right? Everybody going, oh, yeah. When you go, and when, but then what happens? It doesn't kill you. It's agony. It's pain when you're getting in shape for something, right? Now, I'm not talking about getting in shape for a pie-eating contest. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I need to lighten it up just a minute. <laughs> but this uh, agonizo comes from the word uh, agon, which is a word depicted by, you know, truly when Paul picked it, he picked it out of, uh, because it's used in the, the Greek uh, culture at that time for conflicts and competitions, which were basically even wrestling matches, but they use it in sports and things like that. So there's the word conflict. Let's uh, just think about that for a minute. Uh, struggle and great, exer- great exertion or effort. Say fight. Fight. Okay, the word good. The word good is uh, kalos, which denotes something exceptional. Exceptional of the highest quality outstanding or superb. In the context of a fight, it pictures one who has given his best effort to the struggle, regardless of how long it takes or how much agonizing is required. Is a picture of, everybody say, total commitment to victory. Total commitment to victory. Have you gone through something that just stripped you down and you had to literally gut your way through in faith? How are you doing now? Are you okay? Did God come through? Did it work out? Did you fight the good fight? The second word for fight, when you say good fight, it actually puts a little twist on it. The second use of the word fight conveys the idea of giving one giving his complete concentration to the conflict that's totally focused on engaging the conflict at hand, achieving victory.
Come on, saints. Rise up. Fight the good fight of faith. <laughs> you feel good when you do, don't you? When you come through it. Let's praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, you have made us more than conquerors in Christ. Hallelujah. I thought, uh, when I saw that, when I thought of that, I thought, oh my God, this is going to be wonderful. Because you're going like this, I don't want to find, da, 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 I can do it. It's amazing. It's amazing when the Spirit of the Lord puts His touch on us. I want to say, uh, I believe, now we're going to get to the end of this, but I, I believe, this is hard for me to articulate, but it's something I believe the Lord's taking me through, and I'm beginning to, to say it, but here, I'm gonna, I know this is true. If you've had a mundane, kind of hard to get started walk with the Lord, I believe the Lord is going to drop something in you in these next several days, week, that's going to cause you to be excited to get up and be with Him. I'm prophesying. I know I am. It may be that the Lord has put one little whisper in there to cause you to know something about yourself and Him that causes you to rise. There's going to be something given to you. Now listen. Many in the body of Christ because of recent disappointments, have a sense of callous over their souls. The Lord says, give me your heart. I will wash it with the water of my word. I will cleanse it. Take out anything of a stony nature and give you a heart of flesh. And you'll beat for me because this is a time. Whew, this is the time to rise up and take the Lord's hand and walk into seasons of blessing and victory and overcoming it like never before. I'm not going to see. I'm not looking at the world. I'm looking at the heart of God. And the Lord says, this is the time I've set up for you. This is that time. This is that time. Let's praise Him. Come on. This is the time. This is that. You can sense it in your heart. This is time. It's that time. It's that. Let's praise Him. It's time. It's our time. It's our time in the spirit of this. It's a time for the release and advance of the kingdom. In a way, there's going to be a lot of people coming to know Jesus. Many, many, many people that you didn't ever think would. The Lord uh, dropped something in my heart. I was praying for somebody the other day. I know is lost as a duck in high weeds, as we'd say. Just lost, lost. And as I was praying for him, the Lord said something to me about crisis in the family. And then I was writing them down down and I was writing down the name and I said and his wife and when I wrote wife the Lord said uh, she's the one coming to me first and she's coming after him and I went oh my god he's kicking against the goats uh, she's like you need Jesus there's hey how many of you know when you get when you're married to a Jesus believer it makes it rough on you <laughs> hallelujah God is breaking down walls hallelujah I was praying for somebody else the other day and I felt like, Lord, give them a spiritual hunger. And the Lord said, already has it. Oh no, my gosh, these are like treasures. Already had, he's already got the hunger. Let's praise the Lord. There are people right now that are hungry and they don't know what to do, but they need what we're talking about. They need this God who has a whole life development process of knowing the depth of his love, journeying out of things that they gave to, thinking they were going to help them and be a blessing and they turned out to be destructive and, and just a, a long detour. 
But then you find the living God who loves your soul. Fight the good fight of faith. I say it, fight the good fight of faith. I'm fighting the good fight of faith. Jesus showed us how. I'm going to finish with this. Jesus showed us how in Luke 22, 42, and 43. Because Jesus was weighing it all when He went to the garden to pray. And there are moments, crucible moments. I can go back and look at a couple of my life where I had the option to do it my way because the pressure was so great. How many of you had pressure so great you figure I'm going to just throw in the towel and do my thing and the, and somehow the Holy Spirit says you know it's not going to work out for you you know that going your own way is just not going to work and so you die you die to that strategy and you open up to something how many of you feel that the Lord's really speaking through this isn't he? He's talking to us today because look, there's a high level of life in Christ. And the Lord says, I got, I got, I got things for you that you're going to have so much joy if you give yourself to this. If you give yourself to me. If you walk in this. And so anyway, Jesus shows us the way. He says, Father, if you're willing, remove this cup from me. But here's the prayer. This golden, powerful prayer. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Jesus did it. And then we you know we stop, usually stop there. But I want to go ahead and tell you, when you do that, help us on the way. When you do that, look at the next verse. 43, and there appeared to him an angel from heaven, strengthening him. He came to the place of, I'm going to go through the process of what is going to be taking on all of our sins, dying in our place as our substitute, as our ransom for every single person in the world. I'm going to take that on. I'm going to go through that process. It's settled. When you go through that process of, I'm going to have to die to something. See, victory comes by letting go of your way, letting go of your options. Isn't it right, true? Letting go of your stinking thinking, your bad self-image mantras. Get rid of that stuff. Open up to the Lord's purpose in breathing life of who you are in Him. Are you there? And if you, and when you cry out, He'll show up. Paul said it this way. He said, uh, for I consider, Romans eight eighteen. for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth Comparing with the glory that is to be revealed in us. Let's praise the Lord. I've had many tears and sorrows. I've had questions for tomorrow. There's been times I didn't know right from wrong. But in every situation, God gave me blessed consolation that my trials come to only make me strong. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, oh, through it all, I've learned to depend upon His Word. I've been to lots of places. I've seen lots of faces. 
There's been times I felt so all alone, but in my lonely hours, yes, those precious lonely hours, Jesus lets me know I was His own. Oh, through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God through it all. Oh, through it all. I've learned to depend upon His Word. I've learned to depend upon His Word. You and I want to be in the place where the Holy Spirit hovers. We want to be in the place where the Lord is moving. We want to place, be in the place where we hear Him. I just saw the word fresh anointing. You're, you want it. Fresh anointing in these days. Fresh anointing. It just kind of, it was, I looked at you and those words floated right across there. Everybody say fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. Let's stand together. Lift your hand, hands. Say fresh anointing. Let's say that. Fresh anointing in the Lord. Fresh anointing, fresh anointing. I almost want to play Rocky's music again. But let's just listen. God has suited you up to win. You're going to have more wins. You're going to have more wins. You're destined to win in Him. He's called you to be more than a conqueror in Christ who loves us. And He's going to give you authority, new levels of authority, new places of strategic joy in your life. And I just, I just know it, I know it, I know it. So let's lift our heads again. Father God, thank you for the fresh anointing over this new season. I praise you, Lord, for strength to strength, glory to glory, new release of your life. And we're going to praise you like crazy for the harvest of many souls coming to you now. Many souls turning to Jesus. Many, many, many souls. Hundreds thousands, tens of thousands, people coming because the world has no answers and you have them all. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Go ahead, honey. Just close your eyes for a second. Um, the Lord is doing something today. And you know, you can sense it inside. And you need an action step. Don't walk out of here. Either turn to the person you came with and say, uh, everything's changing today. Declare what it is you want. And if you don't have anybody to declare it to, come down here and declare it to one of us. Because we will stand in agreement. Beloved, the Lord is moving in the world. Don't be passive in it step into it in agreement and you all know this how did he create something he created it by speaking so speak what you want i want a new beginning i want the past to be in the past say what you want don't go subterranean you confess your sins to God and you're forgiven. You confess your, uh, your hurts to one another and he heals you. So get with somebody and say, say what it is and then put it behind you in Jesus' name. I hope that helps.
you're dismissed in Jesus' name. Go in the love of the Lord.